Tim's News Explosion. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Tim's News Explosion on this Monday, the 21st of August 2023. We are live on the Wilmsfront YouTube channel, the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel, and the Wilmsfront Rumble channel. I believe that uh, all my internet issues have been fixed. I'm sure you'll let me know in the chat how the stream is going. I have got power chat up tonight because uh, the new entropy is just a, a nightmare so i put the, the power chat link in to the live chat where you can send through a direct donation hello andy hello to barky hello to pig ozzyman and uh, larrikin and it is 8.30 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, and the Matildas didn't win the FIFA Women's World Cup, uh, but uh, they came fourth, so they lost the semi-final to the England Lionesses, 3-1, and uh, they lost the third-place playoff match to Sweden, 2-0. Uh, but uh, it is still considered one of the greatest sporting Australian sporting achievements in history. And uh, the third place playoff was in Brisbane. And so this is what uh, what uh, the Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk is saying to mortalise. Let's bring in today Queensland reporter Ashlyn Krukelis, who's at the Matildas Team Hotel in Brisbane. Ashlyn, good morning. The team will be honoured at this special fan event today. Good morning, Clint. They absolutely will. And no doubt the players will be waking up a little disappointed this morning. It's not a fairy tale finish, but it's fourth place, the greatest achievement ever by an Australian side in a Football World Cup. And yes, they absolutely will be celebrated here in Brisbane today. There's a free community event happening at River Stage. Gates open there from 8.30. It's a chance for everyone to come down and congratulate the team in person. They'll also be handed the keys to Brisbane City by our Lord Mayor, the 54th recipients of this honour. Now, they did didn't win a bronze medal, but they will be immortalised in bronze. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has announced this morning that a shrine will be built celebrating this team and this moment in time at Suncorp Stadium, alongside statues of sporting greats Wally Lewis, Darren Lockyer, Mal Meninga and John Eales. She says given 10 members of this 23-strong squad are Queenslanders, it's fitting they have a permanent shrine right here in this state. So there you go, Clint. Well-deserved honours for this team and Queensland certainly doing all its all it can to claim our Matildas. Yeah, we salute our Matildas this morning. Ashlyn Krukelis in Brisbane, thank you so much. Now, not to be outdone, the New South Wales Premier, 
cringe means, or as I like to call it, cringe means. He has, he tweeted today, his plans to commemorate the Matildas. Uh, so he said, this stadium where the Matildas made history in so many ways is getting a huge Matildas mural. This giant mural that we're commissioning at Stadium Australia will celebrate their historic success, featuring the greatest moments of the Matildas World Cup run. It will be seen by the 10 million people who visit Sydney Olympic Park each year, serving as a permanent reminder of how the Matildas run at this World Cup captured by the imagination of the nation. All the while, the next generation of Aussie athletes, because for too long, our major stadium and stands have failed to recognize the incredible sporting achievements of Aussie female athletes. And now there were, for the semi-final on Wednesday, there were live sites across the country, including at uh, Melbourne's iconic uh, Federation Square, which has hosted uh, numerous uh, live soccer viewings of mainly the, the men's team over the years. But uh, apparently it, it was it, it, it was cancelled for the, the, the end, <laughs> the third place playoff. Uh, because there were too many flares uh, that went off at Federation Square. I'd be shocked if there wasn't a flare that was uh, lit at Federation Square during a, a soccer viewing. And uh, Dan Andrews, uh, he decided to uh, be his, uh, bring back his uh, COVID uh, scolding We we we'd see, yeah uh, COVID COVID scolding our uh, terse uh, uh, nanny state attitude. This is what he said about the the flare flare throwers. I don't reckon any member of the uh, Matilda squad would want people behaving that way. I certainly don't. Like it's just it wasn't the night people wanted. But there's no excuse. Like flares are illegal, banned for a reason. They're really really dangerous. This is called the beautiful game, and I want people to behave appropriately. Uh, not badly. As for what happens on Saturday night, I think Victoria Police are being appropriately consulted from a safety point of view, and I think it's best we leave it to them to make assessments, and then if there are announcements to be made, they'll be made. I would not want to see a situation where a square that is owned by, a space that is owned by all Victorians uh, can't be used. Uh, and I don't think that we should settle for a small group of people, albeit it was significant, but it was, it was, it was a clear minority of that crowd behaving badly. Uh, we shouldn't have them essentially running the rest of us out of Fed Square. Look, that place is, that space is owned by all of us. However, I just hasten to add, uh, police have been asked to make an assessment and we should, we should wait to see what that is. Uh, the last thing we want to do is have people in harm's way at any time, uh, and that includes Saturday evening. So we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but that, I, you know, those, that anyone who can be proven to have been involved in that flare activity, the book should be thrown at them because they put everything at risk for everybody. It's just wrong. It's wrong. No one has the right to do that. Whether it's at Amy, Fed Square, anywhere, they are dangerous. They are dangerous. And I don't think those people represent the vast majority of soccer fans, football fans, um, who want to enjoy what is an absolutely spectacular game, the beautiful game. 
Yes, lighting flares, it's not smart, it's not safe, it's selfish and stupid and people shouldn't do it. That's that I've, I've recited as a mantra uh, from the, the COVID lockdowns. And maybe he was wearing that that hard hat there and just in case there was a a, a, a flare that uh, came, came his way. Uh, but it was actually uh, the Melbourne Lord Mayor, Sally Crap, sorry, Sally Cap, who cancelled uh, the live site for the Matildas third game playoff against uh, Sweden. It was still on at Amy Park. It was said, oh, it's not a family friendly event. Well, it's got heaps of crazy soccer fans there. I mean, and they put up barricades to stop overcrowding. I mean, they, they were overrun. I Nothing bad happened apart from when the police trampled over people to try and put out the the flares. Uh, but the typical uh, nanny state anti soccer media was 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 out the next day, including Neil Mitchell. Oh, they undid all the good work that the Matildas uh, did. Uh, never mind that there is a a a, a brawl in the crowds at the AFL uh, nearly every weekend. Although what does make the, make the news in the AFL uh, that uh, the AFL there, they're hunting a Collingwood fan who allegedly made uh, racist remarks to Brisbane Lions uh, staff forward Charlie Cameron. Lions beat uh, Ricky T's Magpies by 24 points uh, Friday night. Suck on that. Uh, Ricky T. Uh, but uh, apparently this guy, this Collingwood supporter's abuse of Charlie Cameron was so bad, according to uh, Seven News, that it left uh, Indigenous uh, people in the crowd in tears. Now, Albanese, he walked away from the public holiday at the, the last moment, uh, but he is uh, pledging an extra $200 million to help women's sports, not soccer specifically. Obviously, uh, with the World Cup over, uh, there, there is, there is going to be the jumping off on the bandwagon, and uh, Craig Foster, uh, who is well probably Australia's most uh, well-known soccerer. Uh, he's a <laughs> though he's a massive SJW, uh, but he's the new head of the Australian Republican movement. Although I did agree with them point. If you want to uh, support soccer, so we do actually win a men or women's World Cup. Uh, support the domestic leagues, A League men's and the A League. Uh, women's, uh, but not with the the anti soccer uh, bias uh, that is that is in our mainstream uh, media, and uh, also in uh, <laughs> I would say the, the the politicians. Of course, they want to piggyback on the back of uh, the national team, uh, but uh, they uh, not many of them are, <laughs> are soccer, ordinary soccer fans themselves. Uh, now, of course, uh, the uh, the birthplace of soccer or football is England. And, of course, it didn't come home again. Uh, the women couldn't bring the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup home, just like the men can't, uh, though they did win the uh, 2022 uh, European Championships, the, the women's one, the English Lionesses. Uh, but uh, apparently uh, there is a problem uh, with the, 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 the Lionesses, according uh, to uh, this uh, black man on Sky News UK. The only thing I would say about this picture here, what jumps out of you is that this doesn't sort of represent diverse Britain. Um, it's all these blonde, blue-eyed girls. And, you know, I, I wish them well. But I do think we need to ask ourselves questions about why is it that we've got um, 
it's so it has but a lack of are, diversity. They're, they're playing sport at an elite level. Yeah. And they are from Britain. And they're, they're women. It doesn't make any difference. I think if the whole idea behind this is going to encourage more women to go and into the sport, you need some sort of representation yeah. there to say whatever background you come from, you could get to this sort of level. Because it's Britain important, doesn't look like that. Yeah, and it it's so I mean... important when you speak to these little girls right. that they see someone that they can right. relate exactly. to. Exactly. It makes such a difference. That little girl might then end mm. up playing football yeah. because she's seen someone who looks like her. Mm. But right. it doesn't detract it's, it's fashionable to knock men, but if this was a it's man, <laughs> it would be... Yes, it's, it's something that uh, was very noticeable when I watched the the lionesses. Uh, the the <laughs> almost the entire squad uh, were all blonde hair, blue eyes, and uh, obviously uh, they are the the, the best uh, best play, uh, female players in England. That's why the lionesses uh, Dutch manager uh, Serena Vikman selected them. And uh, now there is talk that maybe she could take over the the men's a team, uh, but uh, whoa, would she uh, would she pick enough uh, diverse male players? I mean, would she would she drop uh, Raheem Sterling and Marcus Rashford, who missed the penalties that cost uh, England the 2020, uh, 2020 men's European Championship? It seemed that Serena Weichmann, even though she's probably the best female manager in the world, she's blonde hair, blue eyes. She seems to only pick women that look like her. But our Matildas, of course, are, are much more uh, diverse in terms of colour. This, of course, was the ABC. How Matilda star like Sam Kerr and Mary Fowler are rewriting the possibilities for young footballers. Because apparently you only want to play a sport if you see that it's played by uh, people the same colour as you. I mean... This is the absurdity of this. I mean, before there was the first uh, Sudanese AFL player, Majak Dor, there were no Sudanese players, but that didn't stop him playing AFL and being the first. And now the AFL is full of uh, Sudanese players as well. But yes, of course, the ABC did this did this report about how uh, the two most uh, famous and high skilled Matildas, uh, Sam Kerr and Mary Fowler, are women of colour. And then uh, pink news over in the the UK uh, that uh, culture uh, culturally Marxist LGBT news website uh, did a an article on how the Matildas are officially one of the gayest teams at the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. And of course, they choose uh, this uh, photo of uh, Sam Kerr schmoozing her. Uh, U.S. A, a soccer partner, uh, Kirsty News, and of course uh, goes 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 uh, goes through all of the all of the Matildas who have girlfriends, including the keeper Mackenzie Arnold, uh, Richard Miles, the defence minister. He recorded this uh, this uh, message uh, that uh, he was standing down as a defence minister uh that he would rely on Mackenzie Arnold to defend the nation even though she let five goals pass in both the semi-final and the 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 third place there celebration of diversity is okay in uh western nations uh but uh, obviously when it comes to uh, <laughs> there there is obviously some silence uh, when it comes to well 
uh, there is uh, the the big leagues that are that are, that are really signing the big stars are the Middle Eastern uh, leagues, where of course there's no gay or lesbians allowed in Saudi in, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, you're not even allowed to be a publicly practicing Christian in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but uh, I doubt that the Saudi Arabian uh, Pro League uh, will be punishing uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, who has signed with the Saudi Pro League, because uh, this is how he celebrated a penalty. <laughs> Goal! 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 Cristiano Ronaldo! Yes, Cristiano Ronaldo, obviously Portugal, Spain, Croatia, a lot of these Slavic nations, uh, the soccer players are devout Catholics and do the, the cross uh, when uh, when they, they get a goal or when they, they come on. Some actually get down on their knees to, to pray uh, before a game. And so uh, Saudi Arabia, if they're obviously as part of their, their propaganda to, to, uh, to sign all these uh, players uh, with their oil money to uh, try and uh, get more international clout, uh, but it's a double-edged sword of the fact that, well, they're going to have to have to uh, tol- tolerate uh, Christian players and good on Cristiano Ronaldo for doing that, uh, uh, practicing, uh, doing the the uh, the Christian cross on the field uh, there <laughs> they're, they're not going to arrest him uh, but I doubt we'll be seeing uh, gay or lesbian <laughs> soccer players in the Saudi Pro League in fact as we go to air uh, right now uh, Louise Milligan on ABC Four Corners is uh, doing a whole episode on how the AFLs never had an openly gay player at the elite level. And apparently there's a culture of homophobia lingers, even though, well, the AFL came out in support of same-sex marriage. They have the pride game uh, between Sydney and St Kilda every year. In fact, the I noticed that uh, in various uh, team cheer squads, there's always... Uh, if you're an AFL uh, supporter, you'll notice the cheer squads with the with the with the flags and I've forgotten what they called, but those those big streamer things that uh, they wave in a goal. There's always like a rainbow flag there now. Now it could be uh, that, and Gillan McLaughlin said there are gay AFL players who are out to their teammates, but want to keep it on the down low because they don't want a media frenzy uh, to focus on their sexuality the entire time. It seems that uh, the it seems that the, the the aim of this is to force a gay AFL player to come out of the the closet and they have some sort of obligation to be a role model when they just want to play footy and have a quiet private life. I mean, there's that uh, gay A-League soccer player in Australia, Josh Cavallo, who's a a whiny uh, little bitch. I mean, uh, and it's no coincidence that Louise Milligan, uh, she has put this to air uh, after the conclusion of the FIFA Women's World Cup where, well, uh, the the Matildas, it's basically in uh, female uh, team sports that's played on grass, all the players are assumed to be lesbians unless proven otherwise.
So yes, uh, it seems that it's uh, the, the, it's it's not going to be welcoming enough uh, team sports unless there's uh, more gay males in it. Uh, but for some lesbians, uh, uh, <laughs> occupying the majority of team sports is is not enough, and so. There, this was reported by Chip Legrand uh, in The Age Today. Uh, so there's a lesbian group uh, who are seeking a human rights exemption uh, to hold a lesbian-born female event at uh, Melbourne's Pride Centre in St Kilda to mark International Lesbian Day. And so uh, the organiser of this is lesbian rights campaigner Carol Ann, she said it's not transphobic for same-sex attracted women to want a space of their own. I mean, why can't you just meet at your house? I mean, like nobody cares. Like you're like it, it, it seems they want more attention. There, the, these lesbians. Uh, obviously, in the UK, the LGB Alliance is well. It's uh, it was founded by a couple of lesbians. Then there's the Lesbian Project because uh, the lesbians they always feel that uh, they're in the shadow of of gay men, and so it's in their application to the Human Rights Commission. They 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 said lesbian events have been driven underground by a repressive and conservative political cl climate that leaves women who speak out about lesbian rights event exposed to abuse and recriminations. And this uh, Carol Ann, uh, she also uh, attended uh, Kelly J. Keane's uh, Let Women Speak in uh, Melbourne. Uh, so... This is a local uh, formed lesbian action group. Uh, so it says they were active in the lesbian rights movement of the 1980s and, and 90s. I mean, they get the first letter in the LGBT acronym. L is for lesbian. Lady of Charlotte says, because lesbian dating events are being swamped with trans women who still have their, their tackle. Yeah, it's certainly not, not, not transphobic. Uh, to if you're if you're a lesbian uh to 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 want a want to date a woman who has a well to use a crude term has a a a a, a fully a, a fully functional uh, a born uh muff same with uh gay men uh who only only want to date men who were born uh, with a penis uh, but the whole thing, I mean, it's it's gotten so ridiculous that uh, that all of these different LGBT, all of the various letters now vying for attention. I want more visibility. I want more visibility. Don't trample on my rights. Don't trample on my rights. Oh, it's so bloody exhausting. Now, a let's turn our attention to CPAC Australia, uh, which was held at the Star Casino in Sydney on the weekend now i'll fill you in a bit on uh why i don't uh, why the unshackled doesn't uh, sponsor or attend these conferences anymore i made the decision after the christchurch massacre where because uh, i'd interviewed nationalists and nationalists were apparently associated with brendan tarrant we were all apparently uh complicit in some way for what brenton tarrant 
did in Christchurch. And so these cucky uh, conservatives and libertarians uh, disavowed me and the unshackled because, oh, we don't want to uh, be, <laughs> uh, be associated with somebody who's associated and associated and that. So I just thought that's it. So back before uh, pre-2019, we did sponsor Liberty Fest and the Australian Libertarian uh, Freedman Conference. Andrew Cooper, the organiser of the inaugural uh, CPAC Australia conference in 2019, did invite the Unshackled to be a sponsor, but I told him clearly that I wasn't interested. And it has been uh, mediocre for many years. Uh, Lauren Southern, uh, she uh, was uh, uninvited uh, from uh, CPAC Australia in 2020 because the Institute of public affairs who were a sponsor, uh, didn't want to be associated with her. Now, it did look like uh, that uh, CPAC Australia had uh, cucked out again, uh, disinviting Elijah Schaefer, who now uh, lives in Australia uh, with his uh, uh, Australian wife. Uh, but that was actually a fake news because Elijah Schaefer, he <laughs> appeared on stage at CPAC Australia uh, to give a presentation. I uh, really feel grateful for being invited here as an American, as uh, the media said, as somebody who... I uh, really feel grateful for being invited here as an American, as uh, the media said, as somebody who was canceled from speaking here. I don't know how it happened, but I still ended up on the stage. Guess you were wrong, media, again. Uh, I just want to say, you know, I hope to see you guys next year. And uh, in the American patriotic spirit, and of course, in the spirit of patriotism for this country, as we say, May God bless the United States of America, and may God bless the great country of Australia, and may the wrath of heaven, the wrath of God, be poured out on these communist bastards and these establishment regimes that are destroying this country from the inside. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, so it was fake news that uh, Elijah Shaver was, was cancelled, and I actually got told uh, on... Uh, on high authority by a reliable source that no, he wasn't canceled, even though he was removed from the website, he was uh, going to appear as uh, planned. Uh, now he, uh, he had been targeted Elijah for cancellation because he interviewed uh, Joel Davis of the, the Joel and Blair show a number of, of weeks back. And uh, Joel is an open white Australian nationalist and, I'm not sure if he identifies as a national socialist, but he certainly uh, does admire Adolf Hitler. And so uh, Elijah Schaefer had him on his show uh, because uh, he, he found Joel an interesting uh, person. And uh, he was interviewed about uh, this uh, by Nick Cater of the, the Menzies Research Centre, which is the Liberal Party-aligned think tank. And so this is the start. It goes for about eight minutes, the interview. And uh, this was, uh, I have new round found respect for, for Nick Cater uh, for, <laughs> for interviewing Elijah and poo-pooing those who tried to cancel him. Elijah, welcome to CPAC conference. Thank you for coming. It was a bit of a, wasn't quite entirely straightforward, was it, you getting here? Correct. Yeah. So apparently I found out uh, guilt by association that uh, if you're right wing and you interview somebody and talk to somebody that the left has already canceled, that you can be canceled, too. And uh, they were really mad that a podcaster, somebody whose literal job it is to interview people that are interesting, 
would interview an interesting person. So that was a shocker to me. They were freaking out and uh, trying to get me canceled from speaking here because uh, I dared speak to somebody that held ideas that they didn't support. And God forbid that uh, a podcaster do his job, you know? Well, uh, apologies in advance if you get cancelled a second time for appearing on an interview with me. Uh, but, I mean, we all get called these names and everything. But this guilt by association is just... Um, one side is sort of pathetic, but on the other hand side it's quite sinister, isn't it? Because they can really destroy people through that. Uh, now, of course, Elijah Schaefer, he, uh, he previously co-hosted a show uh, with... Australian American Sydney Watson, who uh, uh, sued uh, the Blaze uh, for uh, uh, for in uh, the 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 file documents uh, said that uh, Sydney Watson said Schaefer openly criticised and berated her using misogynistic and sexist language and routinely booked guests to repeat the behaviour. And so uh, go, uh, going down here. It says that, uh, going down here, that says three months into Watson's tenure, the Blaze Schaefer became increasingly aggressive and veered towards outright misogyny on the show, on their show, according to the suit. Schaefer booked noted white nationalist Nick Fuentes as a guest, and he and Schaefer expressed misogynistic views. Watson says this interview started a trend of booking similar guests with hateful views towards women so that Schaefer could put down Watson and other female staff members on air. Schaefer and several guests would also ridicule Watson's atheisms, according to the lawsuit. It became clear to her that she was to be the designated punching bag for the sexist gets and Mr. Schaefer himself. Now, uh, Schaefer was, uh, was eventually fired from the blaze for alleged uh, sexual inappropriateness. Uh, but uh, I won't go through uh, this uh, this article here, but it says that uh, what, after three months, Watson made it clear how Schaefer's constant sexism, hostile, unprofessional behaviour made her feel humiliated and able to do her job. And goes further down here, Mr. Schaefer would endlessly reference sex, often specifically gay sex, and discuss penises along other sexual matters, often graphically in front of the guests and Miss Watson. The Blaze CEO, Tyler Carson, even asked Miss Watson to get Mr. Schaefer to stop talking about uh, dicks uh, so much. So, yes, Sydney Watson, uh, even though she uh, gained traction as a, a conservative men's rights activist, uh, she seems like a snowflake. And uh, maybe that's the reason why Avi Yemeni uh, uh, claimed uh, that CPAC played into their enemy's hands uh, by uh, allowing Elijah Schaefer to speak because uh, Avi is still close uh, with, uh, with uh, uh, Sydney Watson. Uh, but that wasn't a Elijah Schaefer appearing at CPAC Australia. That wasn't the only based moment. Uh, CPAC Australia hired a comedian, Rodney Marks, uh, to give a satirical welcome to country. Uh, all weekend I've been here and you've been a great audience. Yeah, but uh, Adolf Hitler also had a great audience. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional rent seekers, past, present and emerging. But seriously, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners, violent black 
men. I hope there are some real feminists in the audience who appreciate the part truth of that joke. I don't want to demean or harass anyone. In, in fact, for me, harass is two words. And I don't want to be divisive, or is it pronounced divisive? It's a matter of pronunciation or pronunciation. Interesting that Woman Basher Benelong is the name given to the land of the Sydney Opera House, whereas his victim and wife, Barangaroo, gets just a dubious casino, PWC offices, and sandstone cutaways built over the land named after her. But what he was saying also, uh, Rodney Marx, was actually uh, actually correct. Uh, the, 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 the ancient Aborigines, a lot of them were uh, violent black men. I mean, they, they, were, they warred with each other, the tribes, and obviously uh, when the white settlers came, uh, there were instances of unprovoked violence on the British settlers as well. Uh, so there was uh, some facts in that as well, uh, but that wasn't all. They were also uh, triggered by uh, Dr. Gary Johns, a former uh, Labor minister in the Hawke-Keating uh, governments. He has written several uh, books on how Aboriginal people, they need to basically ad <laughs> adopt the ways of the white man if they want to advance. I've got several of his books uh, on my bookshelf here. Uh, but he's he, uh, Gary Johns, he is incredibly blunt. Uh, he is part of, uh, was founded by Warren Mundine, the No Campaign Recognize a, a Better Way. Uh, this was his blunt advice uh, to, uh, uh, to Aboriginals who want to basically uh, live like nomads and uh, and hunter-gatherers. As Dave Price, the centre's dad, has said to me often enough, if you want a voice, learn English. That's your voice. And yet we have conspired through all sorts of means to keep Aboriginal people out on collective title, outside the economy, being Aboriginal. And I need to tell you that being Aboriginal is not enough. It's not your life. If you sit there outside the economy and playing out the role of an Aboriginal person, you will die young. And that's fact. I mean, if the Scandinavians still live like Vikings, they would die much younger. If the British still lived like it was medieval times, they would die much younger. That's just a fact. If you live in a hunter-gatherer world with no electricity, those sorts of things, then of course you're going to die young. Uh, now, uh, CPAC Australia, the usual suspects had uh, targeted it uh, for uh, cancellation and condemnation before it even started. Slack bastard, uh, Dr. Cass Ross, alternate media watchers. I have to thank alternate media watchers for putting those clips together. I mean, it was much easier <laughs> than uh, uh, downloading the whole whole uh, live stream myself because it broadcast live on ADH TV, uh, which uh, Alan Jones is the main presenter of and uh the guardian australia uh they did a 
an outrage article and to their credit, CPAC Australia has defended Rodney Marks. And so it quotes, quotes down here, uh, the uh, uh, Sarah Hanson Young, uh, who, who tweeted that John's speech was nasty rubbish. Will Mr. Dutton condemn the latest racist rant from the no campaign? There can be no fence sitting in this vote. Either you think this stuff is nasty rubbish, is okay, or you don't. Each of us has a choice. You're with the nasties voting no, or you believe that Australia can be better and vote yes. I haven't got a good uh, Sarah Hansen young voice, unfortunately, but you can imagine how <laughs> how she how she said it. And also uh, Anthony Albanese, he also uh, condemned uh, Gary Johns. Uh, so did uh, the Liberal New South Wales Liberal MP uh, Matt Keane as well. Uh, so, but uh, to to their credit, nobody had nobody from uh, the Liberal Party has uh, disavowed uh, CPAC Australia. Warren Mundine is uh, the chairman of uh, of uh, CPAC Australia, and also uh, Slack Bastard. Uh, one of the main reasons he was going after uh, CPAC Australia is because give give send go uh, the uh, the conservative crowdfunding platform uh, was sponsoring it and uh give Sengo a bad because they've allowed thomas sewell and blair cottrell to to raise money off money off it those uh, neo-nazis and uh, they were asked the audience about who is allowed and who isn't allowed uh to uh, uh to raise money on give Sengo. this was the answer that's a great 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 question, great question. so we yeah. do have a couple this is something so we take very seriously right. and it's not an easy place to be in right because there's a lot of things that we don't like we do not like hate speech we do not like terrorism well so there is a terror watch list if you are on it and you are not allowed to use the banking systems in your country then you will not be able to fundraise on give send go we make sure that you are a real legitimate person with the access to banking in your country and so somebody without that banking ability it's not going to be the fundraise on Give, Send, Go. We have a verification team that verifies every single person that starts a campaign, who's going to be receiving the money, and that they are a legitimate person who does have the right to have a bank account. And if you have a bank account, that means the banks have found you worthy to move money around in your country. And so there are a couple of things that we do not allow on Give, Send, Go, though. And, and, the, and again, we, we wrestled through this. Number one, we don't allow murder. Now, let's laugh because that's obvious. We would not allow murder. But, but in saying that, we don't allow the killing of unborn children because we believe that is murder. And so go somewhere else if you want to kill children. We are going to protect children with everything in us because it is one of the most important callings that we have. God says he knits us together in our mother's womb and we are going to protect children. And then number two is that we don't allow child abuse. Again, seems pretty obvious. Well, when you let a child chop off parts of their body because they think they're an animal or a different sex or whatever craziness, that is child abuse because as parents, we are supposed to be protecting our children. And so we do not allow transitioning of children. If you wanted to raise money for a surgery for your child, you cannot come to Give, Send, Go and raise money because we are going to protect our children. Yes, yeah, so they were very triggered, uh, the left, because they said, well, we don't allow murder, so you can't raise money for abortion uh, providers, and we don't allow child abuse, so you can't raise money for trans kids 
treatment. So they were especially triggered by that. And Blair Cottrell and Thomas Saw, they are not terrorists. They're not on the Australian uh, terrorist uh, list. And uh, while now that uh, it's on, uh, it's on my mind, if you want to donate to uh, Blair Cottrell's recovery, uh, he's had the the operation uh, to repair his uh, pectoral muscle. Uh, so far, two thousand six hundred ninety seven Australian dollars has been raised. Uh, he has to still have it in a sling. That's why he hasn't been uh, with 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 Joel. Uh, so yes, if you want to uh, want to donate and also uh, trigger Slack Bastard and all the others, uh, then uh, you can uh, donate there. That that wasn't all at CPAC Australia. Also, uh, what triggered uh, the the radical left is uh, that uh, the new uh, direct uh, director of the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, Michelle uh, Pearcey, I stated. Well, the reason why the Australian Christian Lobby opposes the New South Wales proposed ban on gay conversion therapy, she was pretty blunt about uh, why uh, she and other Christians don't like such laws. Currently, the New South Wales government is proposing gay conversion therapy laws, even worse than the Victorian gay conversion therapy laws. And the law extends to efforts to a, a Christian who wants to support, say, a fellow Christian in suppressing sexual attraction or sexual orientation, this could be criminal by the law. You know, as Christians, we believe it's a good moral and ethical thing to suppress or constrain immoral sexual desires, reserve it for marriage. We often teach this. But what business does the government have in impending on our fundamental beliefs and our freedom to teach others this way. Yeah, she was honest that Christians believe that homosexuality is immoral and that only sexual relations should occur within a man-woman marriage. You have to specify these days when you talk about marriage, which type of marriage you are referring to. So New South Wales, I think it's one of the, the few remaining states that doesn't have these uh, LGBT uh, anti-conversion laws. Victoria, of course, uh, was one of the, the first. And uh, Dan Andrews on Saturday announced uh, that he'd had great success in handing over $380 million of Victorian taxpayers' money to the Commonwealth Games Federation to not put on the Victorian 2026 Commonwealth Games, and of course he he praised himself uh, for saving uh, Victorians billions. So we're going to spend millions uh, to save billions. <laughs> he said nobody could have foreseen the cost blowout. So he's praising himself for the cancellation of the games that he bid for. So this is different from the East West Link. He didn't sign the contracts. It was the previous Napthine government. He signed the contracts. So he's praising himself for signing contracts that he broke and now is paying compensation because it was going to cost more, even though he's still going to build the $2 billion legacy uh, facilities in regional Victoria. And he's already paid a whole bunch of staff uh, for the games that are now going, not going to be put on, including the, the former COVID uh, commander, uh, Jerome Weimar. So there was a whole lot of people who got paid uh, got paid by the Victorian government, were employed by the Victorian government to not put on the Commonwealth Games. Now, obviously, 
they have to save money uh, some other ways, uh, the, uh, the, the Andrews government. And, well, this is a, a totally uh, excellent way uh, for, uh, for the Andrews government to, to, to save money uh, coming into summer. There are fears Victoria won't be prepared for this summer's risky bushfire season after major cuts to the state's water bombing capabilities. Leaked documents have revealed aerial firefighting capacity has now fallen 40,000 litres below last summer's levels. The early morning's there. We're going to have a bushfire season. It looks like it's going to be significant. It's not the right thing to be cutting budgets on community safety. It's not the right thing to be cutting budgets on um, fire capability and it only leads to um, compromise in Victoria and the Victorian citizens. The state government claims their fire management plan is in line with the latest emergency management advice. Uh, that is absolute madness. Uh, cutting, uh, cutting helicopter water bombing capacity. I mean, uh, we're being programmed uh, that it is going to be a very hot and possibly deadly summer. Uh, bushfires are, are guaranteed. Yet Dan Andrews is cutting funding for ways to put them out. But maybe that's the point uh, to, uh, to cut back on ways to put out the fires so they burn more. And so you can blame, uh, uh, blame more global boiling uh, for the, the the bushfires, because obviously, if you put them out uh, very quickly, uh, then uh, there is not then there is there is not this uh, you, the narrative you can't put for you can't extend the narrative if if there's more burning going on, then you can say, look, look, more global boiling, and look, the the sky is it's smoky in the sky. Now, some other incompetence from the Andrews uh, state Labor government is uh, obviously uh, Dan Andrews has said that uh, we're ending urban sprawl now we're going to, to build up on one of the urban sprawl boundaries uh, Calcallo uh, which is near Craigieburn in Melbourne's north in this new estate uh, where lots uh, lots of people live there's one slight problem residents in Melbourne's north say they're living like prisoners stuck inside their housing estate because there's only one road in and out for thousands of people for more on this we're now joined live by local Liberal member Evan Mulholland and Kelkello resident Nav Secon thank you very much uh, for joining us Nav first of all to you good afternoon give us some idea of just how bad the traffic is in the morning for example um, good afternoon. Um, normally in the morning it takes us 45 minutes normally to get out of the state and this is not because of the actual state, this is because of we can't get on the freeway because there's a roundabout which is a giveaway. So there's another five states down the road which all have to get on the freeway and, and Stockholm has done a great job for building this community but just because of the local uh, council or the government, whoever is responsible for this, not doing the right thing to build the proper infrastructure for us. Yes. And this is where we are. Nav, when you say it takes you 45 minutes to get out... As Lady of Shalott says, this is how they built the housing estate in Belfast where I grew up. They did that for security reasons, lol, so they could control us. Yes, maybe that's the point. <laughs> I mean, you block that one road in this whole estate and then nobody can go in or out, uh, which, uh, of course, uh, would come in handy 
if there were any uh, future lockdowns, uh, which, uh, well, uh, there is this new COVID variant uh, where supposed to be all terrified from this is from news.com.au who are owned by news corp of course they really miss the covid lockdowns even though they claimed that they hated dan andrews lockdowns they clearly love them i mean dan andrews is the premier that uh, they love to hate uh, so apparently this new omicron strain uh, ba 2.86 is the most deadly since omicron there is actually no proof that it's uh, that that it's most deadly uh, so it was first detected in Denmark uh, and then Israel, uh, then the US and UK. There is six uh, six cases, six uh, six, six sequenced cases of uh, this uh, Omicron uh, mutant variant because it's got thirty mutations. Uh, so it is really a cause for alarm, and uh, we must all be terrified. And so uh, this is uh, this is a classic quote here. Dr. Bharat Panaki said uh, that uh, the high number of mutations means that the spike proteins uh, and membranes on the outside of the virus allow it to infect, uh, hu- enter and infect human cells, which will change their shape. Having changed their shape, they may become more infectious. They may be, become more disease-causing. Uh, though... Uh, Uh, it has further here on the other hand they may not we just don't know yet yeah we we don't know yet Uh, but basically if you we it it could be actually even more super mild uh, than the original omicron Uh, but uh, we must always assume the worst and you haven't soared yourself over this variant then you're basically a nazi and uh, Alex Jones, he he heard from a TSA uh, whistleblower uh, that they are planning uh, to uh, put uh, people in the airport back in masks in September or in October, and then planning for a full lockdown uh, by Christmas. Because next year, of course, 2024, it's the presidential election year. COVID worked wonders for them in 2020 uh, because they were able to have the mail-in ballots and the ballot harvesting and uh, get, uh, well, Biden was able to win convincingly. He got 81 million votes, the most ever in a US presidential election. As Roseanne Barr said, that's the truth. And don't you dare question yet, question it. 81 million votes, the, the most popular presidential candidate ever. And of course, even though uh, the the studies the studies that have come back this year about whether masks worked during COVID, they didn't. There's no proof that they actually worked. But the media and social media narrative is that masks are 100% effective, and don't you dare criticise it. Like obviously, uh, masking is still a religion uh, for so many people because uh, it is a symbol of it, it is a symbol of. Uh, compliance, uh, control, covering the face, uh, that obviously to remove emotion, that's what they used to do with slaves back in the day, uh, put masks on them. And uh, the US media, uh, like clockwork, uh, they are putting out the the COVID uh, fear uh, porn. 
Uh, so this is from uh, the... COVID is making a comeback this summer, so many of us would like to leave it in the past, but cases are once again on the rise. So when will new booster shots roll out? Ann Thompson asked the CDC director. And uh, Moderna and Pfizer, they've got uh, new updated boosters coming out for the, the XBB uh, variants. Remember, that was uh, nicknamed Kraken. They just made up nicknames. And uh, obviously, I, the, they nicknamed one previously Eries. Uh, the one that they've come up uh, for, the, the nickname, they're just made up nicknames. The one they've come up for, BA 2.86, is Pirola. Uh, which is uh, slang, uh, vulgar dick cock penis. So it's the the cock variant, which is appropriately known. Now, if the the masks and restrictions don't come back uh, September or October, that doesn't mean that Alex Jones was wrong. They definitely do want to do this. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, they can't wait to wear masks again, especially uh, put children in masks. I mean, they absolutely love abusing children. And forcing them to wear masks was one of the most uh, grotesque child abuses uh, that uh, we've seen public uh, publicly. Forcing school children to wear masks for eight hours a day, absolutely disgusting. So if this doesn't happen in September, October, uh, because they need this strain to be more deadly, more infectious, and the vaccines not to work. That's what they're hoping for. Uh, but if they don't get it, they'll try something else. They need something to stick for 2024 uh, because global boiling's over for another year. I mean, there's still wildfires in uh, Canada. They, they need something. They're, they're, so they're going to try various things. Peak Ozzyman says, I wouldn't put it past Australia to lock down again over the summer. Uh, why wouldn't be? Yes, summer is coming. Uh, that's what we've got to worry about when respiratory viruses, oh, they, 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 they are just so, everyone's got colds during summer and flu, uh, as we know. Now, obviously, the other 2024 uh, tactic that they're using is to just uh, endlessly indict Donald Trump. He is ahead 62%. Uh, well, he's uh, polling at 62% in the U.S. Uh, Republican primaries. Uh, he is not going to be uh, showing up at uh, the at the Republican presidential debates. The first one is on Wednesday. Uh, Trump instead is what well, is what going to be premiering. It's already been recorded. Is an interview uh, he did uh, with uh, ex. Fox News host Tucker Carlson. So it's a slight at uh, Fox News as well. It's Fox Business who is going to be hosting the debates. Uh, now Trump tweeted, New CBS poll just had me leading the field by legendary numbers. He said, Trump 62%, 46 points above, disanctimonious, who's crashing like an ailing bird, Ramaswamy 7%, Pence 5%, Scott's 3%, Haley 2%, Sloppy Chris Christie 2%, Adia Hutchison 1%, public knows who I am and what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history, and much, much more. I would therefore not be doing the debates. 
So the latest indictment that they have thrown at Trump, uh, this is by uh, the Dalton County Attorney General, uh, Fannie uh, Wills, uh, sorry, F Fulton County, I should say, as they has charged uh, Donald Trump and 18 others under Georgia's racketeer influence and corrupt organizations, RICO Acts. Now, RICO Acts were brought in uh, to charge the leaders of organized crime mafia syndicates uh, because the head of mafias and uh, organized crime organizations, they they got their underlings to do their dirty work so they couldn't be charged. Remember, they only got Al Capone on tax evasion. Uh, so they passed these RICO laws uh, so they can charge the, the head, uh, the, uh, the Dons, with, uh, with criminal conspiracy. And so that's what they've done with Trump here. <laughs> Charged him on, <laughs> said that he's the leader of basically a, a, a criminal organization engaged in a criminal conspiracy. And uh, the, the full, uh, the, the full uh, indictment, uh, which was uh, leaked to the media, <laughs> media before the, the grand jury had published it, uh, Act 100, of uh, of this includes donald trump uh tweeting on uh december on 30th of september 2020 uh, <laughs> that hearings from atlanta and georgia election to overturn now being broadcast check it out one american news newsmax and many more brian kemp should resign from office he's an obstruction refuses to admit that we won georgia big also won the other swing states and so uh this was an avert <laughs> avert act uh, of furtherance of the conspiracy. So the, the, this, this is how like ridiculous the charges are now. And that fact that part of the conspiracy act and acting part of this criminal conspiracy was Trump telling people to watch Newsmax. And now if Trump and his co-conspirators are found guilty of this state offense, uh, Trump, if he became president, couldn't pardon himself. And now uh, Brian uh, Kemp, uh, he is a, the governor, Republican governor of Georgia. He is basically a, a rhino cookie cutter Republican. And so he tweeted, the 2020 election in Georgia was not stolen. For nearly three years now, anyone with evidence of fraud has failed to come forth under oath and prove anything in a court of law. Our election in Georgia are secure, accessible, and fair, and will continue to be as long as I am governor. The future of our country is at stake in 2024, and that must be our focus. So basically, he's the same as Mike Pence and all of those other rhinos running for president, Tim Scott and Nikki Haley. Now, Donald Trump, he tweeted on his uh, truth social, sorry, I shouldn't say tweeted, uh, truthed on his uh, truth uh, social. There's no such thing as tweeting anymore since Twitter is now X. He posted a large, complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia, is almost complete and presented to me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday next week in Benminster, New Jersey, based on the results of conclusive report all charges should be dropped against me and others there will be a complete exoneration they never went after those that rigged the election they only went after those that that fought to find the riggers now riggers is not a a real word well it is a real real word rigger uh but that's not what it means 
Uh, so the 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 definition of a rigger, according the the way that uh, Trump spelled it, according to the the Oxford uh, Dictionary, is a, a who somebody who arranges and works with the ropes that support and control a, a ship's sails. Uh, somebody who puts up large species, spaces of stage lighting and sound equipment, somebody who repairs controls and moving parts and flight controls. So Donald Trump invented a, a new definition of the word rigor. Uh, why would he do that? Well, the Reverend Al Sharpton over on MSNBC, uh, he believes that he knows why Donald Trump invented uh, this term rigor to describe uh, people who rigged the election. It rhymes with the N-word, Donald Trump himself, their leader, using the term rigors, which uh, clearly yep. rhymes with the N-word. I mean, this is not exactly. 10 years ago or 30 years ago when we marched against him on the Central Park Five. Uh, I'm talking about he, and within the last 24 hours, used the term rigors. Is this the kind of party the Republicans want to show the country that they are? Yes, of course, it all makes sense. Donald Trump deliberately chose to use the word rigor to describe people he believes rigged the election because he secretly wanted to say the N-word. <laughs> Remember how apparently there were these uh, there, there were these tapes uh, from The Apprentice of Donald Trump uh, saying the N-word repeatedly? And what does that say? And there were people willing to pay the the five million dollars to have them released uh, rather than give five million dollars to uh, some charity to feed the homeless or to uh, <laughs> to uh, help i uh, find a cure for cancer they wanted to spend somebody was proposing to spend five million dollars uh, to, to give to nbc universal comcast for these tapes of allegedly donald trump saying the n-word they've never seen the, the light of day so they probably uh, don't exist uh, so yes if you say rigor now if you say, I hate these riggers, these people who rig elections down with riggers, these criminal riggers, uh, then apparently you you are you're a, you really mean the N-word. And Stephen Crowder, he decided to do a rigger remix on his uh, Louder with Crowder show. If only <laughs> they can say it. Shame on the riggers who try to read the game, they riggers. Rigging it up, rigging it bigger. Shame on the riggers who try to read the game, they riggers. They rig your ass up, rigger. <laughs> <laughs> we took a risk. Now. I don't, I don't approve. I don't approve. I got to go back to L.A. Yeah. You don't bring the ruckus? Hey guys, they're too far, guys. You don't bring the ruckus? Too far. Listen, they made the song, not us. I wonder how Candace, Oven, Candace Owens over at the, the Daily Wire, uh, what she thinks of uh, Crowder's Riggers remix. Remember, she called Stephen Crowder a monster uh, because of an argument he had with his uh, pregnant wife about who was going to, to use the car. Uh, but, uh, of course, uh, Candace Owens, she doesn't think that uh, the, the Tate brothers uh, done <laughs> done anything wrong to women, but apparently for a, a terse conversation with his wife, uh, Stephen Crowder is a is a monster. And now, because of the uh, Al Sharpton and all the Democrats believe that rigor is a dog whistle, it is now going to catch on. Like uh, this, uh, this is why. Remember, 
the reason why we continue to do the okay symbol is because all the 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 radical leftists they think it's a white supremacist hand size so we just do it to trigger them like we're going to use the term rigger from now on i hope there is no rigging of uh, the uh the, the aboriginal voice referendum i hope there is no uh, there is no riggers who are working on it and also the same with it's okay to be white. I mean, that is apparently a white supremacist dog whistle, even though it's perfectly okay to be white. I mean, I'm happy being white. It's okay to be white. Uh, it doesn't mean you're responsible for things that other white people uh, did. <laughs> so you can add this to the, the dictionary now. I remember another one was the, the fash tag that apparently the, the hashtag symbol it actually meant uh, you, you, were, you, were, you were doing the F or fascism. I'm trying to remember all of it, but there was a. Uh, I know that there was a troll that the 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 rainbow flag was also a alt right symbol because uh, uh, separate colours uh, on a flag, uh, separate is is, is better. <laughs> yes, there was there was all of these these hilarious ones. Now. Let's go over to the UK, uh, where uh, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, well, he decided he, uh, when he was speaking to a bunch of, of fellow Hindus on Indian Independence Day, he decided that he wasn't the, the British Prime Minister anymore. He was a Hindu celebrating the founding of a Hindu majority nation. Uh, so this is what, uh, what he said. Bapu. J.C. Adam. It is truly an honor and a pleasure to be here today at Morari Bapu's Ramkatha, the University of Cambridge, on Indian Independence Day. <laughs> Bapu, I'm here today not as Prime Minister, but as a Hindu. No, you are there. You're supposed to be Prime Minister for all Brits all the time. I mean, like, it's, obviously, Rishi Sunak, he's not married to a, a Brit. His, his wife is an Indian uh, citizen, uh, heir, heiress uh, to a Indian uh, business fortune. Now, also, uh, some absolutely sickening news coming out of the UK is the guilty verdict of yet another uh, killer nurse, uh, Lucy Letby. Uh, she was found guilty of murdering uh, seven infants. She worked in a neonatal uh, ward at the Countess of Chester Hospital and uh, also the attempted murder of six others. And now... The initial, in, uh, there was an initial investigation by the, the hospital administrators and uh, uh, she, uh, she, uh, she, she was uh, found uh, to be, well, uh, she's not responsible for the strange number of uh, neonatal deaths, even though they all occurred uh, when she was uh, on duty around uh, the children. The, the doctor who tried to, to blow the whistle, he was uh, made to apologize and the organization at the time told him to uh, draw a line under that uh, so he said consultants first began raising concerns after three babies died in 2015 
Uh, yet uh, in 2017, this is when the then chief executive, Tony Chambers, said, draw a line under this. If you cross that line, there will be consequences. And so the, uh, the police did eventually investigate and she was charged. And apparently uh, the reason why uh, some didn't think she was responsible because, oh, she was just, she was, she was a, a quiet, nice nurse. And this is, this is one of the, uh, uh, the problems with the, the cult of the NHS that they assume that everyone who works in at the nurses are all Florence Nightingales. Remember the clap for the NHS? Every nurse is basically a, a, a saint. You dare not question anyone in the cult of the, the NHS. And But yet for some reason, it seems to be because uh, the, the NHS seems to cover its incompetence, uh, cover up uh, any wrongdoing. The UK has had a number of these killer nurses, and she is one of the most sociopathic ones, Lucy Leppy. She hasn't even attended, she's not even going to attend the court. I mean, and the reason why uh, people like her, uh, and this is the case with other killer nurses, are attracted to nursing is because they love being God. They love the control. And of course, there are plenty of uh, power tripping nurses and administrators during COVID who loved uh, the fact uh, that they they could uh, scold people for going to the park. Uh, don't you live your life because you're putting pressure on my job? I mean, they 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 want. They said we can't live as a society because we've got to protect the NHS. I don't want to. You you shouldn't make me work too hard. And uh, of course, the hospital administrators they love uh, denying uh, visitation rights uh, to uh, to family members of dying relatives. They absolutely love the power. There is plenty of sadists who work in uh, the healthcare system. Sadly, there are certainly very compassionate nurses and doctors, and I am very grateful uh, during COVID uh, that uh, there were uh, doctors and nurses who spoke out about the cruelty and unscientificness of the COVID lockdowns and how masks and all of that other crap did not work. Dawn Browning says, the evidence in this case was sick as fuck. The waste disposal methods alone are horrific. Tara and feathering is, is too good. But the NHS, yeah, you, you still cannot criticize it. So it is it is, it is, it is a, it, it, it's like the, it's like the, it's even higher up than the church of England, uh, the, the NHS. It's, uh, it's what, uh, it's, it's what keeps, uh, keeps, uh, Brits healthy. And yes, uh, Britain would be an unhealthy fat blob like the, those uh, and those uh, Americans and all the all the Brits uh, would be broke uh, from uh, from medical bills if it wasn't for the NHS. Even though Australia has the Medicare safety net, uh, the public hospitals are run by the the the, the states, uh, so you can get lots of free healthcare in Australia, but thankfully we don't have a centralized cult like the NHS. All right, that concludes the end of Tim's news explosion for another week. Now, tomorrow night, I'll be back with Andy Nolt uh, for The Theorist, 9 p.m. Melbourne time on The Theorist's uh, YouTube 
Rumble and DLive channel. I will put the link, as I always do, uh, to the theorists. theorist channel in the youtube live chat make sure you subscribe and also 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 for theorist shows and tim's news explosion shows make sure you give a thumbs up like comment and also uh, make sure you click the bell to and now for notifications as well there's i want knowledge's opinion on cosmic death fungus yes we'll be giving an update on uh, the, uh, the the poisonous mu mushrooms in Lean Gatha and what and uh, what the, the latest Aaron Patterson has said, uh, we will also uh, give an update on the the Maui bushfires and also this strange raid on a an apartment owned by a Border Force agent raided by Border Force of uranium isotopes. It's a totally weird story. Seems to be like a I suspect it might be a false flag uh, to try and undermine uh, the push for nuclear power in Australia. The Labor Party decided that nuclear submarines were okay at their conference, but nuclear power is is bad somehow. It could be a psyop false flag to demonise uh, nuclear in Australia. I don't know, but we'll discuss tonight, tomorrow night. Uh, but uh, remember uh, that uh, if you don't want to send through a power chat uh, you can uh take out unshackled membership bronze five dollars per month silver ten dollars per month gold 25 dollars per month and platinum fifty dollars uh, per month the unshackled.net slash memberships i'll see you all tomorrow night remember the unshackled.net for unshackled's production archive and also uh, the our articles as well i'll have to uh, before i go I'll, Read this comment by Lady Flight. The NHS is the sacred cow of Britain. You cannot criticize it. NSH managers covered up for Libby as they didn't want banned publicity for the hospital trust. Exactly. So I will see you all tomorrow night. There'll also be another report from Tiger Mountain with Richard Wollstonecroft later this week. So thank you much for watching and your comments as well. Stay safe, stay sane, uh, stay, uh, stay tempered. You know, because it is hot and cold at the moment, us coming up to spring. And also stay alert uh, because we don't know what the globalists are going to, to push at us next. If it's not this new variant, it might be something else. Good night, everybody. Tim's News Explosion. 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 Tim's news explosion.